welcome to It Is Written Canada. Thank you for joining us. Our special guest, Polly Rogers, renovated and remodeled her family's old Victorian farmhouse. And that experience led to her opening her heart to Jesus remodeling every room of her life. Today, Polly takes us into the most private room in our home, the bathroom, a place where in the spiritual sense, only God can create a clean heart and renew His right spirit within us. Next, we step into the dressing room where we can get ready and examine ourselves in a full-length mirror before we leave our homes. Finally, we will look into the last room, a small, dismal and cramped room, the attic. This room is tucked away, so we don't show it to many people because this is the room where we store all our personal junk. In a moment, Polly will walk you through one room after another of her old Victorian farmhouse with a vision of revealing how to experience a deeper connection with Christ. Welcome back to My House Renovated One Room at a Time series. I hope you have been finding some valuable treasures so far in your spiritual house as we have been touring each room with Jesus in my old Victorian farmhouse. We have met him on the front porch and answered his knock at the door of our hearts. We have invited him into our living room for a good communication with him, getting to know him as a true friend who has our best interest at heart. His love for us is stronger than death. It is where we have begun to truly live. Then we got a taste for the beautiful, yummy plans he has for us in the kitchen. If only we allow him to take all the gooey messes of our life and create something beautiful according to his goodwill for us. Now we are in the most private of all rooms in the house, the bathroom. It is a room where we do our private business and am I ever grateful for it because this old Victorian farmhouse that we live in did not have plumbing until 1980, if you can believe it, just five years before we moved into it. Water is a vital necessity for cleanliness, both physically and spiritually. Without it, we are filthy dirty. As sinners, Jesus tells us we must be born again. It is Christ who makes us holy. Christ who took my sins upon himself so that I may be saved. It is here in this very private room between me and my Savior that it gets real personal. I surrender my all and Jesus takes those confessed sins of mine and literally flushes them down the toilet to be seen no more. For if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. I, I am He who blots out your transgressions for my own sake, and I will not remember your sins. And as far as the east is from the west, so far does he remove 
our transgressions from us. Our sins are taken from us and flushed away, never to be seen or remembered again. We are forgiven, washed clean. Oh, what a joy it is to climb into my new large soaker bathtub filled with warm, inviting water. It is here where I am immersed in the depths of the spiritual grave, dying to my old sinful self and arising new in Christ's resurrection. It was Christmas, and to my surprise, a large box was brought to me to open. As I carefully unwrapped the large present sitting on my lap, I eyed the suspicious grin on my husband's face because I know how hard it is for him to go shopping, so whatever was in this box, I was appreciating it already. I pushed the tissue paper out of the way to reveal a beautiful bathrobe. I thought you could use a new one, he said. As I lifted it out of the box, I hugged it close. It was ever so soft, and I love soft things. Soft things make me happy. I wear that robe a lot. It wraps me up in my husband's love. I feel cherished and taken care of in it. As soon as I step out of this bathtub, I put that robe on. You see, there was a reason Kenny said he thought I could use a new robe. My old one was pretty tattered up, faded thin with a few holes in it. That's how we are before our sins are forgiven. We have all become like one who is unclean, and all our righteous deeds are like a polluted garment. When we try to be good in our own strength, we are nothing but a faded old dirty rag. We are wearing a robe of self-righteousness, trying to get salvation through our own efforts. But it's not the right robe. Before stepping into the spiritual bath, every dirty thing about us has been revealed and must come off. We must bear our souls open and naked. It's the only way. Christ has forgiven us of our sins, but now... We need to be cleansed, so we step into the water and are baptized. It is the act of dying to self and being resurrected in Christ that gives us His robe of righteousness. Gone are our sins, flushed down the toilet to be seen no more. Cleansed by His blood and resurrection, I am covered in His robe of righteousness. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. I am a new creation. Now it's time to go into the dressing room to talk about what it means to become a reflection of Christ's likeness. When our son moved out, I moved in, into his bedroom, that is. I pulled up the old carpet, cleaned and sanded the wood floorboards, and painted them a shiny black. I painted the walls white and hung clothes racks and a full-length mirror on the walls. It's wonderful to have this room, especially when the old Victorian farmhouse doesn't have much for any closets at all. 
Now I have a whole room to dress in. You know, this is a very important room of our spiritual house too, because once we have accepted Jesus Christ into our hearts and have made that decision to live with Him, we become like Him. Everything about us is going to look like Him. But it's much more than looking like Him because we can look like a Christian on the outside and still not be like Him on the inside. It's about where my heart is. That is where our true beauty comes from. You know, a well-dressed woman who is admired for her outward beauty, but who is selfish and unkind in heart, is not very pretty at all. In fact, she can be seen as quite ugly. In this personal relationship with Jesus, here in our house, the place within us where He wants to dwell, we will know who Jesus is, how He treated others, and the lessons He so passionately wants us to learn and understand. In knowing Jesus, there will be no selfishness, pride, or arrogance, criticism, or judgment of others. There will only be beauty and grace and elegance. Put on, then, as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. So how should I dress then? How do I reflect Christ on the outside? Honestly, whatever draws us to God for His glory instead of my glory is where our heart's focus should be. We can be prideful in any kind of attire we choose to wear. The Lord said to Samuel, Do not consider his appearance or his height, for I have rejected him. The Lord does not look at the things people look at. People look at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Where is my heart's focus? It's about my heart. It will not be focused on me and my personal appearance, because if it is, then pridefulness and vanity will be at the root of my character. But with eyes focused on Jesus, with a heart for the truth of His love for all humanity, knowing that I myself can never be good enough in my own strength, I will gladly wear the robe of righteousness, which is Jesus. Here in the dressing room, where we become the reflection of Christ, we will be known by what's inside our hearts. Now, walking into my grandma's attic was like stepping into a treasure load of everything she has ever owned in the seven decades of her and grandpa's life together. From broken old toasters to dresses of every size, boxes, piled high were filled with letters and cards of 
every holiday and occasion, Christmas, Valentine's, birthdays, and anniversaries. Everyone given to her throughout her adult life had been treasured and kept. But I think the real reason my grandma hung on to all this stuff was because she needed her life close to her. She needed to know that her life was worth something. It gave her comfort and value. My grandma is gone now, and family has had to deal with getting rid of all that stored up stuff of hers. Boxes of papers and clothes had to be tossed full of mildew. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. We must learn when to let go of things. If something in our life is not giving us a good purpose, it clutters us up inside to overwhelming proportions. In the attic of our personal house, we store up all kinds of things. I like to compare these boxes in storage to compartments within ourselves. And while some of our boxes are great, wonderful boxes, some of those boxes need to go. But just like it's hard to let go of our worldly possessions, it can be even harder to let go of our emotional clutter. One of the hardest boxes I have had to deal with for mindful purging is one that even now as I tell you about it, is not easy. I wish like everything this box did not exist, but it does. I have tried for many years to just throw it away, but that only buried it into the back corner of my attic, collecting rot and dust. Because when we don't deal with an issue in our lives, it just grows and festers into something much worse. For me, it was hatred. I hated my rapist, and I hated myself. When Jesus came to live with me and I was opening every room of my house up to him, we eventually came to this attic door and I knew we were about to face all my boxes. We began opening the smaller, safer ones like happy memories and what brings me joy and a few important ones I needed to throw out like grudges and offenses. But then, in the dark, damp corner of fear, stood that box. But by now, after spending so much time with Jesus, I knew I could trust Him implicitly. So together we opened its lid. I had been hoarding up anger and resentment, fear and retaliation, filling that box since I was 14 years old. There wasn't much room for anything else. It was so packed full. 
Now, years later, I grabbed hold of Jesus' hand, and together we faced it head on. Now, I won't perfume it. It stank. It was one of the ugliest, hardest, most painful, and scary things I have ever faced in my life. But Jesus knew exactly what to do with it. So I gave it to him, and he turned that rotten molding box, chucked full of its intrusive garbage, into something of worth. My peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. These things have I spoken unto you, that my joy might remain in you, and that your joy might be full. He truly sets us free. How thankful I am that He is the judge of all things. And it's not my worry. But there's more. There are treasures worth hanging on to, and they are right here in my trunk. My dad's Bible. This Word of God is one of the best treasures that we can ever have. For Him to speak directly to us in a letter of love. And as we talked about in the living room, where once we were dead, this Bible, these letters, these stories come alive. So this is where we grow. This is where it starts one of the best treasures he has ever given to us. Ah, this is a very special book, a science book. This science book was my mother's. She had it when she was in school. It was in our bookcase when I was growing up, and I loved it. This was my favorite book. I would pore over this book, especially when I was learning to read. There's so much to learn about God by just learning about Him in the world that He has created for us, a beautiful, wonderful world. Now, I love antiques. So in my house, there are a lot of antiques. The telephone. Did you know that the telephone is a representation of a wonderful treasure that we can have stored up for heaven. Oh yeah, this phone represents prayer, talking to God. Wow, what a treasure that we can communicate with Him and that He hears us and that He cares about us and that He wants to talk with us. What a beautiful, beautiful treasure. I have a very special camera. This camera belonged to my grandpa, and he took it overseas during World War II and took a lot of pictures. It also was their family camera through the 50s and into the 60s. So when I look through old family photo albums, I look back at the reflections in those pictures of my grandparents and my mom and the rest of their um, children. And I can see a resemblance in those photographs. Oh, grandma looks like me or I look like her. 
a reflection of Christ, a picture of who he is all around us in those who resemble him. Because we're a family, and together we look like him. We look like we belong to him. <laughs> what about baby shoes? How do these have anything to do with storing up treasures for heaven? When we are new Christians, we're like babies. And the Bible says that we must become like little children to enter the kingdom of heaven. What does that mean? That means that we need to learn how to walk with God. It doesn't come naturally. It doesn't come easy. But when we fall and we stumble, just like a little child learning to walk, he picks us up, he carries us through, and we learn and we grow. And our walk with him becomes much, much easier. Okay. Here's a special jewel of mine, an old radio. You know, when I'm in prayer, or I have something that I need to communicate with God, He speaks to me through the Word of God, through the Bible, for sure. But sometimes He speaks to me through music. Music is so powerful in how God speaks to the heart and our, and our emotions as well. My last item, a very, very special item. This is an old microphone. When my dad passed away and I went to my mom's house, one of the first things I saw was his desk. My dad loved the ham radio. Every morning he would get up at 3.30 a.m. and be ready on air at 4 a.m. every single morning to give Bible studies. We didn't know who was listening until when he passed away, the emails and the letters, cards poured in to give my mom their sympathies. He had touched so many lives and it's important and a real gift that God gives to us to go and tell others about him. That's a wonderful treasure to have because when we go to heaven, there are two things that we take with us, our character and those that we have shared Jesus with. So remember, wherever your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will be also. I cannot express enough how important it is to have our hearts in the right place with Jesus because there will be a time that we will need to cling to Him stronger than we ever thought possible. As I take you to the bedroom next week, I will tell you exactly why. Polly, I gotta thank you for all the spiritual lessons that we learned in each of the rooms that you took us through today in this old Victorian house of yours into the bathroom. Just to remind our viewers of what happened in each of those rooms. So right there, confessing your sins, 
the most vulnerable room, the most intimate private room, being naked before God, right? That's right. And yeah. going into that place of confession, the yes. necessary place yes. to confess our sins. And then to come into the dressing room. So when we dress what we look like, um, not to look at the outside, but to realize that God looks at the heart and That's to right. see others that way. That's right. And then finally, the attic. And uh, next week, we'll talk about one of those boxes that you mentioned. And we'll go to the bedroom, a place of, of quietness, of rest, of peace. Um, and so I just, I just find that what you shared with us is so important that we need to kind of let some of these things go but hold on to others. These are treasures in our lives and yes. they've touched us in many ways. Yeah. So thank you for sharing those with mm -hmm. us. You're welcome. So we've come to the end of our program, Paulie, but I'm really looking forward to next week when we join you and go with you into the bedroom, just yeah. to learn all the lessons, the spiritual lessons that you're gonna teach us in the bedroom. But before we go, love, can you pray for us? Absolutely. Okay, let's pray together. Father in heaven, you have been so good to us. You do forgive us of our sins. You cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And you give us eyes to look at one another with grace. And uh, to also look at the treasures in our lives and appreciate the places you've led us in the past. Because we have no fear for the future except we forget the way you have led us in the past. And uh, the way that you're going to continue to lead us in the future giving us hope. We pray these things and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Paulie, thank you so much for joining us on 80s Written Canada. Oh, thank you for being here with me in my house. Wherever you find yourself on your spiritual journey, whether you are just testing the waters of belief in the God of the Bible or a longtime churchgoer, our free offer, Daring to Ask for More, will inspire and challenge you to a life of faith and purpose. Not only will Daring to Ask for More challenge you to pray as you've never prayed before, but it will give you extremely practical tools and specific pointers on how to develop the spiritual discipline needed as you open your heart to Jesus, remodeling every room of your life. And with your book, we will enclose one of Polly's bookmarks with Proverbs 24, 3 and 4. Which reads, by wisdom a house is built, and through understanding it is established. Through knowledge its rooms are filled with rare and beautiful treasures. Before you go, we would also like to invite you to follow us on Instagram and Facebook, and subscribe to our YouTube channel, and also listen to our podcasts. And if you go to our website, you can see our latest programs. You too can experience the fullness of life that is found in the words of Jesus when he said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Thank you for listening today. If you would like to watch a video of this podcast, please visit iiw.ca or you can go to our IIW Canada YouTube channel and click on the Videos tab. Once again, thank you so much for listening.